0: Alcova Mortgage is here for good. We are locally owned, value great communication, and are committed to our Covington community. Call Alcova Mortgage Covington at 540 962 7152 or visit AlcovaHighlands.com to get in touch for your mortgage lending needs. Alcova Mortgage, NMLS ID 40508, NMLS consumer equal housing lender, terms and conditions apply, all loans subject to credit approval. Put
1: up, put up, put up show. What up, what up, what up, though? Ball hawk show.
0: Yeah. If you know, you know. If you know, you
1: know. quick layers in ball shorts. Coaching from the side of the ball court If
0: you know, you know. One stop like a Walmart We got the tennis balls for the wrong sport If you know, you know If you know about the carport Them trap doors supposed to be awkward If you know, you know That's the reason we ball for Circle round twice for the encore If you know, you know What up, 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 Welcome to the Ballhawk Show Podcast. I'm your host, Amar Hawkins. Appreciate you taking time out today to listen to the latest podcast episode. Today's episode, we will be recapping UVA versus ODU. I just, I did say recapping, okay, so I don't have to say the recap episode. Uh, this is episode 997. Three more before 1,000. Episode 997 seven we here appreciate y'all it's been the journey um s- salute to believe network for partnering with me and allowing me to u- utilize their platform to uh upload my content you feel me also salute to the sponsors man as you heard uh alcova mortgage make sure you go to alcova that's alcovahighlands dot com if you're looking to get great rates on your mortgage, or you're looking for a loan, holler at the good people at Alcova Mortgage. Also, AberInsurance.net. Go to AberInsurance.net if you're shopping for a better, a better policy, man, affordable policy. You know, whatever you're paying now, give them a call. See if you can broker a new deal, and tell them the hawk sent you. The deal may, you know, be even better. When you name drop the ball. So salute ABR insurance, man, servicing state of Virginia for over 20 years. That's home business, auto life insurance. The great people at April. All right, man, we here We about to recap this episode. If this is your first time listening, what I do need y'all to do though, cause y'all been doing a great job. But if you're a first time listener or if you know, if it was an oversight, you never done it before. Go to, um, Apple podcast, leave a review whether it's one, like, be honest. If you feel like it's three stars, four stars, five stars, two stars, leave a star rating and leave a sentence or two on what how you felt about the episode or the podcast, man, because it helps with the algorithm. It helps gain more eyes, and I definitely appreciate you guys, you know, definitely trying to make this a full-time gig. Right now it's part of another gig. And your boy wanted to just do this full time. So, if you could do that for me, definitely appreciate you, man. Salute to everybody that's been um, supporting from day one and all the new supporters as well. Um, it's great seeing people at Scott State. And saw so my dog, Jacob, who being my Twitter spaces, man, got to meet him face to face. So, it's always good to meet people that I interact with, whether it's message boards or, or Twitter or even through emails when you guys use my email. Um, it's always an honor and a privilege to. Meet you guys face to face and 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 have conversations. So that's definitely dope. So what you hold on? All right, all right. Forgive me, people. Ball, not my ball hawk. But I'm talking. So ball hawk is talking right now. In years past, when I allowed my alter ego Petty Hawk to come out, I would actually let him talk, and it would be like a you know a voice that would come out. I stopped doing that. So, but Petty Hawk wants to, he said he wants to DJ the music. So I'm going to give Petty Hawk a couple songs. And remember, it's, his name is Petty Hawk for a reason. And in the words of Pusha T, of my anthem, he says, if you know, you know. These songs that he's going to play, that Petty Hawk is going to play, I'm going to just say, if you know, you know, okay? That's all I'm going to say if you know you know cuz he's a he's going to be petty so without further ado uh y'all forgive me for allowing petty hawk to have the ox court and to play the music but this this is his playlist to start the podcast also y'all buckle up man cuz he's petty so here we go y'all ready all right petty hawk Take it away, man. I'm going to give you two songs. Take it away. Patty Hawk, why are you playing this song? Okay, I'm not going to talk over it. My bad. I'm going to let it play. Yeah, this is a story of things famous dog. Shout out to all the Q-dogs out there, though. Salute to the bros out there. Salute to y'all. These are cotton dogs. Rhythmic dogs. Harmony dogs. House dogs.
1: street dogs. Dogs from the world tonight. Dancing dogs. Yeah. Cotton dogs. Funky dogs. Nasty dogs.
0: Oh, yeah. All right, bro. Uh, all right, Petty Hawk. Okay, Petty Hawk. They got the picture. Okay, Petty Hawk. That's enough for that's enough for the first song, man. You trying to get everybody to just take all the monetization off the the episode, man? Okay. Must stop, feel like that? that. Must start, start, the dog me. Too. This ain't going up on YouTube now This ain't going up on YouTube Okay, I know you got another song, Petty Hawk Okay, Petty Hawk got another song Okay, here we go Go ahead If you know, you know
1: I'm right here, dog Where my dog's at be right here, dog Where my dog's at Right here, so I go through to show you sh- is uh, and I ain't really you with the on, with. You. don't know my that on. you Petty
0: Hulk, that's a little violent. You want this? Okay, my bad.
1: My man stay pretty. pretty. I gonna stay this <laughs> it's all for the money cuz you with me, Ooh. get the bitches. Now commit the crime. Uh-huh. When it's all me transform like out form the head. Roll out, let's make go. it happen. We ain't gon' get it with them. We'll take it out. Huh? Dissing off, dissing off the stuff. Against yeah, money with the biggest mouth. Let's off the stuff. I guess never made a sound. Breathing too hard and he getting bust down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These to be killers. Get at me, dog. Yeah, these wanna be killers. Get at me, dog. Yeah, want the rig. Get at me, dog. Uh, yeah, with the gear. Yeah, these wanna be killers. Get at me, dog. Yeah, these wanna be killers. Get at me, dog. Yeah, want the rig. Get at me, dog.
0: All right, Petty Hawk. That's it. That's it, Petty Hawk. Everybody clap it up. Everybody give Petty Hawk a round of applause. All right. I let him DJ the first two songs. If y'all don't know, so Petty Hawk is petty. He's very petty. The reason why he played those two songs, if you got the anthem, if you got the subject matter, dogs were involved. If you wasn't paying attention to Twitter, it was a. Uh, uh, a kerfuffle, some type of um, almost negative press about, you know, the service dogs in training, Hudson from ODU, and he felt some type of way because the university on the field was a policy that the service dog could be on the field. And we had our own service service dog in training. And we had our own service dog in training, Champ, that people didn't know about. And we enforced the same rule on ourselves. And everybody started coming at UVA like, oh, you're being petty. How dare you not let all the dog. He's so cute. Look at the dog. Look at the picture. Come on. We don't need this. No, 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 no. So Champ reached out to Hudson. Dogs don't talk, but they can show type on Twitter. He reached out to us and said, Yo, I talked to my people. We're having a play day. Boom. So pregame, they were both on the field chilling, you know, not really talking to each other, but they was chilling. And that's why Petty Hawk was being petty and play Atomic Dog and where my dog's at. But I do got a song, my own. And we're gonna keep we're gonna keep it DMX, because I want to salute to a young a, a young a young man. That uh, is a first year that's coming into his own, man. And it, and it is exciting to watch run the football. So, oh, see, Petty Hope was still trying to play the song. So, this is my intro song, saluting to him, because I ain't even got to say his name, because he's going to say the name right here, because this is what I call him. Uh, uh. Yeah. Uh.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh. uh. Don't get it twisted, this rap is mine, Mother not up. game, what you heard, it's what you hearing, That's what, what you hearing, listen, it's what you hearing, listen, it's what you hearing, listen, X gon' give it to you. wait for you to get it on your own, X gon' deliver to you.
0: knock, knock. Right, I just wanted to play this song cause... Xavier Brown was getting busy yesterday dog and I just kept rapping this when he was running. You know what I'm saying? Like every time he got the rock, I was like, hex gonna give it to you. He gonna give it to you. Hex gonna give it to you. <laughs> my bad, man. My brain worked a little different, man, but every time Xavier Brown got the rock, man, this this song was playing in my head, yo. So I wanted y'all to just just hear what I was hearing, watching him just take off down the sideline and stuff. But let's let's get to let's get to the hook for a little while. Come on, here
1: we go. Rock, Do we gonna roll, Do we let it pop, go, let it
0: go. X gonna give it to you,
1: he gonna give it to you, X gonna give it to you, he gonna give
0: it to you. All right, that's it. All right, man. Welcome to the Ballhawk Show podcast. That's what we do, man. We twelve minutes in. Let's get right to it because we got a lot to talk about, offensively and defensively. Um, I'm a. I'm a flip what i usually do what i usually do is i give you the first 10 plays of the game but i'm i'm going to go through the last drive i mean i got a couple of plays that i want to that i got in my notes that i could talk about versus like live look at it with y'all even though you can't see me live looking at it but i like to like you know paint a better picture because i'm actually viewing the play but i got a lot of notes a lot of plays on offense that i I may not go through all these plays but there's a lot of plays written down because offensively we ran I want to say 89 plays on offense and then we defended 76 so I mean I got notes from every play if y'all could hear the my notepad um but yeah man I broke down all these plays short week so I got to get it got to get it in man I just want to you know make sure I'm giving y'all accurate and in-depth information. So we're going to start with the offense first. No, 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 no. Start with stats first. So we have to make sure I start including timestamps, man. I want to be fair to you guys. So this is the 14-minute mark. Starting stats right now. That's 14-minute mark. So here we go. Starting stats. Let's look at how many fans showed up. So yesterday at Scott Stadium in Charlottesville V8, 40,556 fans were in attendance. If this was Duke University, there would be a sold-out crowd. Salute to Duke for having a sellout at their game yesterday. Um, the Cavaliers won by a score of 16-14. to 14. Uh, This game took three hours and 27 minutes. Kickoff was at 2.03 p.m. The end of the game was at 5.31 p.m. Yeah, I give you every every stat, people. That's what I do. All right, let's look at team stats. Here we go. Uh, first downs. UVA had 26 first downs. ODU had... 20. Do I want background music? Nah, we ain't going to do background music right now. Uh, Let's see. Net rushing yards. ODU had 89 yards rushing. <laughs> Clap it up for the defense. Holding an opposing team to under, under 100 yards rushing on 32 attempts. They had 89 yards. That's a 2.8 average. UVA had two hundred and twenty. 9 yards rushing as a team. I'm going to say it one more time. UVA had 229 yards rushing as a team. This is two games this season where we had we've had over 200 yards rushing. 45 rush attempts. Remember that number. 45 rushing attempts. Net passing yards. ODU 235 on 37 attempts. So 37 attempts, 235 yards. UVA 284 yards passing on 37 pass attempts. So both teams threw the ball 37 times. They had three more completions than we did. Um, But we averaged 14.2 yards per completion. They averaged 10.2 yards. Per completion, they had two passing touchdowns. Total offensive yards, ODU had 324 total yards. So, the first game versus Richmond, it was like 330. Then Illinois, how many of us? Theirs was like 400, and then now it's 324. And then we have 500 yards of offense. 513 yards of offense. 82 plays for us, 69 plays for them. Oh, that's right, because I, I, I chart the penalties, too. That's why I got more. Um, So we ran 82, 82 plays. They ran 69 plays. Uh, time of possession. We had the ball for 33 minutes and 32 seconds. They had the ball for 26 minutes, 28 seconds. Another stat that I wanted to point out. What was the other stat that I had? Third down conversions. We were 7 of 16. Whole lot better than that 1 for 13 we had last week. Uh, ODU was just 4 of 15 on third down. They had 7 points off of turnovers. We had 3 points off of turnovers. Oh, man. What was... We had another dominant fourth quarter, in my opinion, as far as time of possession, like we did versus uh, Richmond, where we basically had the ball the whole quarter. Uh, this this fourth quarter, we had the ball for 10 minutes and 28 seconds to their four minutes and 32 seconds. But, you know, we know how they capitalize to score, and then I'm going to go over how we capitalize to score. So with that being said, let's go to individuals right quick. And then we get right into the offensive breakdown. Start with offense first. Um, for our individual stats, Xavier Brown, salute to him, first year running back. Uh, nine carries, 88 yards. He averaged 9.8 yards per carry. Paris Jones, 11 carries, 56 yards, averaging 5.1 yards per carry. Brennan Armstrong, 14 carries for 54 yards. We know they count the sacks as rushes. Um, he averaged 3.9 yards in attempt. Mike Hollins, eight carries for 29 yards and one touchdown. The long, we t- only scored one touchdown, right? Yeah. yeah, the long, is that the long touchdown? Yeah, because we had three field goals. Yep, the only touchdown we had. Uh, Cody Brown, salute to him, transfer from Miami. Got his first action. This game, two carries for four yards. Um, I'm just going to go over our individual stats. Brennan Armstrong, twenty for thirty-four, two hundred and eighty-four yards, zero touchdowns. That's back-to-back games without a passing touchdowns. I'm pretty sure the note post-game notes might have something about that. It might not. I was going to see when was the last time that happened to him. Uh, Keaton Thompson, he was targeted twelve times, had nine catches for one hundred and eighteen yards, fifty-six yards after the catch for a long of forty-five. Dontavian Wicks was also targeted 12 times, but had just four receptions. But he had 85 yards, 16 yards after the catch for a long of 28. Grant had five targets for four catches and 33 yards along of 16, six yards after the catch. The air up there, Lavelle Davis Jr., was targeted six times, had two catches, 47 yards, 24 yards after the catch, and a long of 30. Xavier Brown had one catch off one target for one yard for a long of one for one yard after the catch, and Mike Hollins had a target. Um, their leading receiver, Ali Jennings, coming to the game, who was leading the nation in receiving yards, he had, coming to the game, he had 322 yards receiving this game, he had seven catches on nine targets for 97 yards and one touchdown. Um, and then Zach Koontz, their tight end, who had 73 receptions last season, which was second in the NCAA. He was targeted 10 times. He had six catches, 83 yards, and a touchdown. So I just wanted to point out those two guys because, you know, they were some of the what you know top fight weapons we saw. Oh, I wanted to say – UVA defense, well, I talk about that, doing the defensive one. I knew the stat that I was looking for. Uh, Let's see. I do want to go into some post-game notes right quick. Well, let me go to the individual defensive stats right quick, the tackles. Uh, Lex Long, letters and tackles again. He had nine tackles. One tackle for loss, two pass breakups. Nick Jackson had eight tackles and two pass breakups. Anthony Johnson, my man Gucci, had eight tackles, one pass breakup. Jonas Saker had seven tackles. Josh Ahern, seven tackles. Fintrell has six tackles. Uh, Famuyi had five tackles, a sack, and two tackles for a loss. Cohen King, welcome back, Cohen. Cohen was laying some wood out there, too. Young boy said, I got to say pause after saying that. He was hitting. Yes. And they say I gotta say pause after that too. But he had five tackles. Good to see him back. Uh Chico. Chico. Chico Bennett have four tackles, a sack, and a a, ta- a tackle and a half for a loss and a forced fumble. Salute to Chico. My man Deshaun Perry. Deshaun, you, hey, I'm glad they finally using Deshaun in the in the Yeah. Four tackles, tackle for a loss. He was setting the edge like I'm gonna talk about it more in the defensive segment, but it's good to see four-one out there, and they getting it. You know, they utilizing his talents because he got like an edge that he played with that I like when it comes to defending the run. Uh, ben Smiley, the third, he had two tackles. Cameron Butler, two tackles, one sack, um, a tackle and a half for a loss, and a dislocated finger that he said pop it in Mick and went right back in there. O.A. had two tackles. Uh, Devontae Davis had a tackle. Chalmers had a tackle. Jameer Carter had a tackle. James Jackson, tackle. Gaffney, tackle. A.K.A.R. tackle. My man Jalen Baker had a PBU that I'm going to talk about. And then Paris had that fumble recovery off the muff. So that's the individual defense uh, statistics. I get some post-game notes right now. Uh, UVA has improved to an O all-time versus ODU. UVA is 12-2 at home in the month of September since 2017. Um, UVA has won four games in the final minute of the game since 2011, and two of them on the game-winning drives orchestrated by quarterback Brendan Armstrong. Listen to this. The Cavaliers amassed 513 yards of total offense the 11th time in the last 15, 15 games that UVA has eclipsed 500 yards. Good God! Eleven of the past fifteen games, Brendan Armstrong led offense. That's all I'm gonna say because that sounds better. Because we know the all offensive coordinator ain't here, so I'm gonna say a uh, Brendan Armstrong led offense has gone over 500 yards of total offense. Speaking of Brendan Armstrong, he broke the program's career passing record with a 17 yard completion to Lavell Davis in the fourth quarter. He passed the great Matt Schaub on UVA's all-time list. Um, Schaub threw for 7,502 yards from 2000 to 2003. Armstrong accounted for 284 yards in the contest and now has 7,504 yards for his career. Armstrong's 200-yard passing performance was his 20th of his career, tying him with Schaub. For the most in school history. So there you have it. Um, another fun fact. Armstrong rushed for an additional 76 yards on the ground. And was responsible for 360 yards of total offense. The 14th time in 23 starts. He's gone over 350 yards of total offense. Keaton Thompson recorded his 100th career reception this game. He has caught... A pass in seventeen seventeen straight games, the longest active streak on the team because Billy Kemp's streak was broken versus Illinois. So, he is the twenty seventh player to catch one thousand not one thousand one hundred passes in a Cavalier uniform. I ain't do that. Um, so yeah, shout out to KT. True freshman Xavier Brown was for 88 yards. As we talked about, Brown's ninth carry. Not ninth career carry went for 38 yards, the longest by a UVA rusher this season. Um, I think that's all we got for the stats and notes. So what's the timestamp? stamp? Time step says 23. Let me say 26 15. And we're talking about the offensive breakdown because it's at the 26 15. I'm time stamping for y'all, man. I'm I'm taking, I'm I'm taking care of y'all. Okay. So y'all can go right to it. Here we go, man. Let's talk about the offense. Talk about the offense over 500 yards. Total offense scored less than 20 points. UVA is the first team to do that. Any other team that has over 500 yards of total offense and less than 20 points, they have lost. So UVA is the first to do that. I ain't doing no clapping up for that, but we won. Like, On paper, phenomenal. The production is phenomenal. The turnover's not phenomenal. Turnovers are very, 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 very bad in my Yosemite Sam voice. That's not good. The turnover's inside the five-yard line is terrible, terrible. All right, so I'm looking at some notes. Um, my first couple of notes, like the, the some high snaps, some um, off-target snaps. We got to clean that up because it messed with the timing with our zones or even just our quick game. Uh, we had some early drops. First play of the game, we took a shot with Dontavian versus one of their be- – you know, they got a good corner. I t- uh, talked about Tobias uh, – Hold on. Was I about to call that man Tobias Harris? <laughs> Hold on, his name might be Tobias Harris. I'm tripping. It is Tobias Harris. Yeah, because I was thinking about the NBA guy. So number 20, um, Tobias Harris for ODU was the young man I said in the pre uh preview episode that had 18 career interceptions. Um, I said he was diminutive and we would probably attack him with well, a first play of the game. We were in a nine route and Wicks didn't make a Wicks catch. What I mean by a Wicks catch is the spectacular rating. If this was NCAA football, his spectacular rating based off last year would probably be a 94 because he made spectacular catches. So by Wicks standard, he dropped the first pass by his standards because he's elite. A regular guy would have been that's a 50-50 ball we just didn't come up with it. That's a that's a 95-5 ball that Wicks dropped by his standards. So first play of the game, took a shot at the Wicks, second play of the game, took a shot at the second the second play of the game, the ball was thrown out of bounds, he didn't have a chance. Um third play we ran the inside zone, easy money. That drive we came out hitting all of a sudden, like we did what we want, and then Wicks dropped the pass. It was a well-thrown ball. Uh, Brendan did a good job of getting out of the pocket. Nice catchable ball, and he just relaxed and dropped it. Let me look at my notes. Let me see. Uh, play 27, I said, nice play design versus cover three. Wicks made a tough catch. It was a nice pocket. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah of a Oh, okay so I think that is when yeah Wicks was to the field you got Keton in the slot the veil to the boundary the veil runs a post route Um, Keton runs a bend basically they are running like a, a opposite field divide because you got two guys coming to the areas they va- you know the other vacated and with that stress and that traffic Going into the eyes of the safety, you got Wicks running the dig from the field. So it opens up a window versus cover three. And then the backer did drop to the hash and Brennan made a good throw. And it was like a distraction drill to where in practice you have a board up. If you're in the receivers, I know I, when I was in school, we were running and it was like a, you know, a big board and both equipment, um, yeah, Equipment managers would be holding the board up like because it's that big. you know, It's that wide. It's like a yard wide. And when you get to the beginning of the board, the quarterback would throw the ball. And when you get to the end of the board, the ball would be up on you. So you had to relocate the football. And that's what that play reminded me of. Because when Wicks went through the first zone window, the ball was coming out of Brendan's hand. And when he got by the linebacker, the ball was right up on him and he caught it. Hopefully, they, y'all can visualize what I just said because I, I kind of stumbled a little bit. Uh, but, but yeah. Uh, let's see. What was the play? Oh, then play 38. It was a sack and I felt like Hollins could have had a better chip on the end. But even that, there, the end to our right that was over our right tackle did a good job of hand placement and pulling our right tackle and and getting off the block. Um, more notes. Let me see. I said play 33 Wicks makes a Wicks type catch. Oh yeah. So this was basically, so I think the difference between the opening nine ball we threw to Wicks versus this play when Wicks finally caught a deep route on Tobias is that first of all, he gave himself more. First of all, he was to the field opposed to the boundary, but I, I see this. I've been seeing this a lot from our receivers when they're in the boundary. And it's, I don't care where you line up at, but you, what you have to do is you got to better understand where the, so pre-snap alignments is what I'm going to say. All whether well, it's a corner or a receiver, your pre-snap Alignment is important, but what you identify pre-snap is just as important. That's what I wanted to say. What you see is important. So, as a receiver, when you line up, you initially you find and see where the safety's at. Right? You look at the safety. Well, there's one safety, two safety. You just glance up at the safety. You might see one, you might see two. Cool. But what tells you what you really need to know is the where's the corner, especially in the boundary. If you're in the boundary and the corner is still outside leverage on you, and he definitely has help. All right. If he's head up, you won't really know because a smart corner is going to use a sideline as his extra, extra defender regardless. But if you notice that a corner is shaded inside of you, he can st- he may still have some help, but it depends on your alignment. So, If the ball is on the hash and you're on the numbers, he may play you a shade outside because that's a little, you know, like a no man's land. But if you are at the bottom of the numbers or even a yard or two displaced closer to the sideline, a smart DB is not going to line up outside of you. A smart one going to actually line up inside of you and he's going to remain where it's the comfortable landmark to just remain because he has an inside track. If you at the sideline and you run a five yard stop, I mean five yard hits, like he could come downhill and get to the interception point before the ball gets there. That's a smart DB. A dummy DB will still be head up the outside with your wide uh, alignment. So um, I say that to say this: receivers got to do a better job with our stems, like stemming the leverage, and that's like Lavelle. Because a lot of times, avail you're going to be one-on-one in the boundary because you're 6'7". So, a lot of times, corners are playing you inside leverage, and your first initial two steps, you do stem to their inside shoulder, but you don't identify that they're not weed pedaling. They're actually just going straight back. So, yes, you get head up on them, but you didn't cause them to reset their landmark. You got to... You have to create a reset of the landmark for the defensive back. You gotta have to make them weave pedal in a yard from their previous landmark to create more room for you to fade and give, create a bigger window for the quarterback to drop the ball into because you're bigger guys. And that keeps the quarterback safe if he does throw a jump ball and it's a little bit inside. It's not so far inside that the safety can now become you know, a deterrent. So I say that to say with Wicks, he was to the field, but he still did a very, he still did a great job of stemming to the inside of Tobias, getting on his outside shoulder and fading late, allowing the ball to fade him. A lot of times receivers will get to the DB and they will create, they will start fading before the ball is even in the air. Let the ball separate you from the DB. You stay on your line. We used to, in the practice field, Coach Wells used to put a orange line at the bottom of the numbers. So you would see the numbers and on the bottom. The bottom is the num the part of the number that's closer to the sideline. That's the bottom of the numbers. It would be a line on the bottom of the numbers, and he would say, "Stay inside. like that was out of bounds to us. Stay inside the bottom of the numbers. Okay, that's out of bounds to you. Don't get pushed outside that line. If you stay in inside that line." The quarterback can create the separation you need to fade away and catch the deep ball. Because I always tell you guys: teach DBs to look and lean. If a DB's looking and leaning, usually when a DB looking lean, he has you trapped on the sideline. And the only way you can catch the ball is if you step where? Out of bounds. So what we did was we created a new sideline, the bottom of the numbers. We made the bottom of the numbers our sideline when we ran our nine routes when I was here at UVA. So when we ran and uh, DB could feel like they had us covered because they are looking and leaning on our inside hip and they're running stride for stride for us. Well, the quarterback is going to throw it to the sideline, the real sideline, and we will now fade away from the sideline we created, meaning that DB is programmed thinking, I got him trapped on the sideline. We're fading he must be out of bounds. No, we got you. We compressed you to the bottom of the numbers, and now your technique is working against you. So that's why I want those guys to maintain the bottom of the numbers. Allow Brendan to fade you away because Wicks did that and he high pointed the football and it was an explosive play, man. Explosive play. Um, I like the the fake option that we ran for BA. It was a great play design. I want to say this before I get Too far in. Too far in. Coach Kitchens, the play designs this week. I don't even care the level of competition. I know this defense wasn't as talented as Illinois defense. I'm not looking at the yards. I'm not looking at none of that. I'm talking about schematically. Schematically, this was was a lot better. This was a lot better. And this, this shows me that everybody... Looked at the tape. It was like, all right, we got to help our offense line out. We got to help Brennan out. We got to help these receivers out. We got to put them at different landmarks. We got to uh, challenge defenses on various levels within one play. Uh, run the same play out of different formations and don't allow defenses to recognize that. i just charting the plays. I saw a lot of similar plays out of different formations, whether it was 11 personnel, one back, one tight end. Whether it was 12 personnel, one back, two tight ends. Whether we were in trips bunch, whether we were in quad. Like, it was, a, we ran a lot of the same things in different formations, and we showed counters off of those as well. Especially our inside zones, we showed play action off of the same action. Like, the same exact action to where their linebackers were running, didn't even realize that the running back ain't had the ball because the line did the exact same thing. And we allow Brennan to make a guy miss who might have identified it as a fake, but it's like, yo, go, you got to make a play on this, on this counter right here. Like this play action five, that's your guy. You know, like a lot of people like, Oh man, he ain't blocked. He's not supposed to be blocked. That's the guy we know that he might not be influenced. If he's doing his job, we got to make a play on him. So I felt like we attacked different levels. I like how we ran the jet week with KT uh, I, I do like the early shots uh, versus the ODU. You can do that versus this. And I talk about Syracuse, but different levels of competition. You got to pick and choose. Like I don't, I don't have a, I don't have an issue with coming out, taking a shot versus somebody who's challenging the receiving core that We got, you know what I'm saying? As long as it's not for us, as long as it's really one-on-one. So I, I like that we came out aggressive because it showed them oh, you thought just because Illinois got the best of us that we was just going to be something we not. Oh, no, we're going to come after you. To me, that kind of set the tone for ODU to be like, oh, yeah, we're still taking shots. It's like that champion, right, that was undefeated, and he get knocked out. So the next opponent think, oh, yeah, I got him. He he ain't got the same confidence, and that champ's still throwing them bombs. And you're like, oh, wait a minute. I guess that knockout ain't changing. But, uh, I like that. Uh, I got so many plays. I got notes on in my bag. I'm trying to make sure I got the plays that you guys really wanted to know about, without going through all 80 plus. Oh, you know what? This is what we can do. We could just go through the last drive. Let's just go through the last drive. Let me get it pulled up right. Let's go through the last drive and talk that through, because that was that was a nice drive. High quality. That's one of the things where people be like, well, you left too much time on the clock. Right? <laughs> In my Coach Elliot voice, right? So let me get that pulled up. So we get the ball back with basically a minute left. And we can just talk that through. I did, I did have a other couple highlighted, but I may go back to to that. So, here we go. After the Meeks, very good kickoff return, man. It got us to the 37-yard line. He took it out the end zone. That kid is explosive, so I'm glad we got him back there. Uh, We come out on 11 personnel. We got one back. We got a tight end to the field in the slot. We got Keaton to the boundary with Wicks. And then we got Lavelle as the Z to the field. So we run a post with Lavelle or a bang eight, as I like to call it. We got a lucky route with the tight end. And we ran two stacks to the boundary. And Keaton got hit and dropped it. So we start out two we start out with our one minute drill with an incompletion. And that's a great play by the corner, actually, because he came off he came off wicks. That's being a football player, not a robot. Because he could have just said, I got my man. And that would have been an easy catch for Keaton. But he he went in there and he made a play. He punched it out from the back. So we start off with an incompletion. The next play, we got trips to the boundary. So we got Wicks to the field by himself. If Wicks to the field by himself, he going to gain a lot of attention. And that's what we get. We basically got the safety to the field looking at Wicks. Wicks runs just out, a deep out. Looks like they playing short zone to the field. They actually playing cover two, period. And they playing quarters cover two, meaning they got three safeties in and one safety came down to the hole. And I'm glad he came down to the hole because that helped us out. To the boundary, we run Keaton on the drag, which takes the eyes of the two linebackers. Then we run Grant on a looky behind him. So that takes the eyes of that middle safety that I was just saying that came down because they could basically play quarters. I mean, not even quarters. They could play thirds back there with him, but he came up on Grant. Brennan does a good job of climbing the ladder in the pocket, meaning he, he slides up versus trying to get out the tackle box. They only rush two, and they got the middle guy spying, Brennan. So you're giving them time. Lavelle does a very good job of pressing up the field, not getting pushed in the numbers too far, and he runs another bang eight, and he keeps working across the field. And with Grant taking a vision of that middle safety with his looky route, it's the natural high low that you want. Because if that safety was to stay back on, well, if that safety would've stayed back. Grant was covered. Because they well, he might have got inside position. But this is easy for Lavelle. Easy pissing pitch, pitch and catch right here. So that was a big play. Huge. And I'm look at it from the end zone copy. They only ran Rush two guys. Yeah. See, this is the B.A. This is what I want to say about B.A. When B.A. can really slide up and step into it, he got that whip throw. A lot of times ba feet get him in trouble. Like he don't really step into his throws like he should. So that's where you see a lot of low balls on our speed outs and things like that where guys are open. When B.A. get to really step up, he be whipping the rock. Like it shoots out of his hand. So after that, we're in just quads, meaning two, two by two. But we still in eleven personnel, so we got Grant in the slot to the field with the veil at the Z. We got Ketan in the slot at the at the bottom with uh, Wicks as the X. What do we run here? BA takes off. So this time, instead of rushing three, they rush two, four. They rush four with a spy. So they brung. Two linebackers off the edge. The tackles do a good job identifying that. Perry Paris does a good job of buttoning the linebacker to his to uh, BA's blind side, and BA takes off and slides. Well, not slides, but gets great yards. And then the next play. So that's three plays, and we already at the twenty. They're twenty. All right, so we take a shot. So here, and you can't see this, so we have Twins. So with this Twins alignment, KT's actually really wide as the slot guy. He's actually at the bottom of the numbers, and it pushes Wicks to be right in the right in between the numbers and the sideline. So remember when I said running the fade, we wanted to make the, the bottom of the numbers our new sideline. So at the snap of the ball, because the corner is inside leverage on Wicks. At the snap of the ball, I would like to see Wicks attack the inside shoulder of the DB to get him to reset his landmark and weed pedal to make sure. So Wicks can make sure that he's on the numbers running this go route. But he never does that. Wick actually, he dives in a little bit. And he's at the bottom of the numbers. But he's making that his fade landmark, meaning he comes to the bottom of the number and then he fades out. He gets the flag for pass interference. But if Wicks really dives this kid in because he has zero help, because Keaton is taking the eyes of the safety with his looky route, and looky route is like a short post at the slot. I really feel like if Wicks really attacks, because the DB turns his butt to the quarterback. If a DB opens up and turns his butt to the quarterback and you got to go route, attack the butt, make them back step with where their butt is at. Like make them back up because when you attack their butt, you disappear. They can't see you. So they have to weave backwards to see you. So I just wish Wicks would have been a little bit more patient, but he got the, he got the, the, um the P I right there. And then the next play, I think we took a shot on a fade to him. Yeah, we took a, so now Wicks is lined up at the top of the numbers. We run the fade and see, I mean, this is perfect. This is perfect. I would like to see us run a slant. Now everybody's seeing this. I would like to see us run a fade slant. Give me two to the fade and then slant right up on them. But this is a good ball. This is actually good defense by Tobias Harris though. He got there a little early. But this is what you want. This is a throw you want. This is the the spacing that you want for a fade. You're inbounds. You got plenty of space to get two feet down, three feet down, no matter. Uh, but Tobias Harris showed why you don't look back for the ball. He played the high five. If Tobias Harris, because he's in position to look back the entire way. If he looks back, the ball, he'll lose sight of the ball, and Wicks would have just mauled him. What this young man understands that I'm 5'9, five, 5'8. I'm not going to win jumping. So I'm going to play the high five. I'm going to slap, I'm going to slap your hands. And that's what he did. Remember, he just got a pass interference call. This is, this is very good coverage. This is a good route by Wicks. Good throw by Brennan. Very good coverage. That's good technique by Harris. He impressed me. He had four pass breakups. That that young dude good ball, and then we end up centering it for the field goal. But overall, man, for the folks who who wanted to know, uh, you know, what the biggest difference was, so we didn't have just all man beaters this game. Like it was a it was a lot of creativity. I saw like a middle sc- like, and I'm using this in air quotations, a middle screen for KT. Where he went in motion like he was jet sweeping, and we snapped the ball early, and he kind of hid behind the guard a little bit, and then he leaked out in the middle of the field, and we dumped it to him. Like that's the type of creativity we want because if you find if teams are playing man to man and we are showing we can run the football, you get lost in the wash. It was a lot of times we was running inside zone, so a lot of times we were using KT with a Zen motion, like a jet sweep motion type thing, and snap it early. We run the inside zone in the place that he's vacating. So if he's motioning left to right, we will run to the left with an inside zone. And we kept doing that. And then we pulled it. And now it's a run pass option with Brennan. And it puts the linebacker or that safety in in a bind. Like if you're coming down thinking, I got KT, all Brennan got to do is point. Now it turns into him blocking. We had like a, a shield play with KT where he was a wing and we faked the zone, and he motioned behind the line of scrimmage. And we threw him the football, and it was like a shield play because the the two front-side receivers were just blocking the entire time. And you can block as long as the ball is thrown at or behind the line of scrimmage. So we were showing different ways of getting KT the ball that everybody liked. But here's what I really wanted to say, though. Um, salute to X for being explosive and running the football uh, Paris ran the ball very well I feel like Paris continue to work The ropes drill because I feel like you can Break even more Runs if you just get Your feet up and that's you know what I'm saying like I feel like you get tripped up Right at the last minute and that rope Drill help you keep your keep your knees up Keep your feet up keep your toe pointed up To where you can't get shoestring Because you like, like like you Just a little bit on the Verge of breaking like a huge play And you just get tripped up uh, but I think the O-line Oh, I wanted to say this Play 55 So the, the so the fumbles Oh my god, I almost forgot And I'm glad I looked at my notes Do y'all realize that that fumble on Brennan When we were in the red zone Going towards our locker room Where he was looking for the shield So we ran the Seattle Seahawks shield That you saw Russell Wilson throw the pick on Wicks was open Do y'all know that they didn't, cause they didn't replay it. And I'm pissed that they didn't replay this. Do you know it was the same thing? It was a tuck, tuck rule. It was an incomplete pass. Go look at it. People who got the TV copy, look at that. Look at that hit on Brennan. When he was throwing the ball, it was inside or at our fire line, inside our fire line. Wicks was popping open underneath. KT was running a uh, fade and Wicks was coming underneath of him. And it was a natural pick. Wicks was wide open. They sent the extra guy from the field that was unblocked, unaccounted for, and uh, Brennan got hit. But his hand, his arm was coming forward. The same thing that they reviewed and overturned, that gave him the ball back when Chico recovered a fumble early in the game, and then we stopped him on a fourth and short. It was the same scenario, and they didn't even challenge the damn thing. And if they did, they got it wrong. Because I don't remember if they challenged it or not. But go look at that again. I looked at it four times from the end zone copy, and you can see that Brendan's arm is coming. He's throwing the ball. And even if he wasn't, it's the same thing as a tuck rule. Arm motion, then you stop. And if you fumble, it's incomplete. That was not a fumble. Play 55, far offense, not a fumble. No, we're not doing that. Nah, oh, man. I don't like that. That they didn't challenge that and saw that it was not a fumble. So that's what I got for y'all for the offensive breakdown, man. Um we were better. We still gotta execute better as far as the center quarterback exchange. We gotta get better. Like them snaps need to be at his chest. Practice all week. Chest, 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 gut, chest, gut. Nothing outside the framework of his body. We gotta chill out with that, bro. I don't care who at center because I know we switched up and put Justice there for a little while. It don't matter. Get the snap to the quarterback consistently in the same spot. Come on, bro. Can't be doing that. All right? We got to clean that up. Secondly, the timely holding calls and stuff, we got to clean that up. Self-inflicted wounds, we got to stop. Fumbling, we got to stop. Drops, we got to stop. We got to execute more consistently. We really do. Really do. Overall offense, 500 total yards. Outstanding. Outstanding. One touchdown, bad. Trash can juice. But what I need you and everybody else to do, stop thinking about what last year had and what took place last year. This not last year. Okay? Stop living in the past. All right? Try to find ways to be explosive consistently within this scheme and mastering this scheme. We can't say, man, last year, man, we had, we, we was doing 400 yards, five every game. Okay, that's the air raid. The air raid do that. Look at the history of folks who run the air raid. They put up, they put up a lot of yards. Why? Cause there's always, and shout out to Eli Harold and, and, and Quinn Blanding yesterday and other folks who joined my Twitter space cause there was some great points made about, we was talking about the two minute drill and how, and shout out to Coach Rudd because he said this in his post game uh, press conference. Um, he, he kind of like, open my mind up on just the mentality teams have as far as offensives, the offenses offensives have doing like one minute, two minute. It's like he made a statement. Like if you think about the two minute drill or one minute drill, or anytime you trying to make a drive with not a lot of time, quarterbacks throw out caution. They start making decisions they don't usually make as far as how aggressive they are because it's like a win-win situation. They have to make the throw, so they're just going to let it fly. They don't think anymore. They just react. A lot of times, if you notice, quarterbacks are think about the situation and the what-ifs, but in the two-minute, one-minute, they're going to get it. There is no one-ifs. And like Eli said, you rep that every day. You rep that mentality Beginning and the end of practice. You always run two minute, two minute, two minute. And it's not really a script. It's you reacting. Most of the time when you practice, as an offensive defense, it's scripted. Like, hey, we're going to run, you know, when I was at UVA, the play was called Boston. Hey, we're going to run Boston. Let's see how Boston looked today versus cover two. And you ran that all day versus cover two. And you just repped it. Cover Cover two. Cover two. Cover two. Cover two. This is play thirteen. We're running Boston again. Oh, this versus Cover two. So we know what's coming. You know what's coming. You know what's coming. And then you may say, "All right, two minute. We're running Boston, and they may run Cover one. And you ain't never made a throw to a certain individual versus the coverage, but you just know I need to make this play. So you don't think no more. you just reacting. So what I what I mean to say is you've been running Boston versus cover through, cover two. So if you run Boston versus cover two in Boston, one of our routes was a cell route or corner route. So that means you was gonna attack the dead area because you had a, a low guy that's gonna take the eyes of the short zone guy. But just say you're in cover three. If you're in cover three, you can't run that cell because you got a guy running third. So he's gonna take that corner away. Well, you're in a two minute drill, you just think about who opened. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're just identifying, I'm going to the open, man. But a lot of times when it's just regular tempo and you get the call in the huddle, you feel like, all right, we ran this play at these different spots of the field and we feel like they're going to be in this coverage. But in two minutes, most of the time, defenses don't have enough time to just run a defense based off what they think you're gonna run because it's two minute. They just gonna run a defense. So, caution is out the win is what I wanted to say. So, I just wanted to say, man, this not last year. Got to crawl before we walk. We got a lot of talent, but we got to understand how to utilize that talent within the scheme. And all three, all three levels got to get on the same page. That's Coach Kitchens, that's Brendan Armstrong, and that's the receivers. They got to consistently be on the same page. Everybody got to stop talking about what last year was because this ain't last year. All right. So that's my breakdown of the offense. So we had one hour. So I'm going to do a one hour, 10, 10 seconds. That was the breakdown of the offense. Now we're going to the defense defensively, man, this defense, we're not going to take so long defensively. Um, you guys did a good a great job shutting down the run under 100 yards. That's what you want. Um this is a team that had the leading receiver in the nation. You held them to under under 100 yards. Um as a team, you held this team to 14 points. That's what you want. That's winning football right there. Winning football. To to put in and to let me break it down even more, right? Um how many total possessions they had? So they had the ball. Just look at this. ODU had the ball. 10, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven offensive possessions for ODU. They scored twice. One, two. So we got nine stops. Eleven offensive possessions. Nine stops. Their defense could say the same thing. Because I always say you kind of field goal as a stop. We only scored one touchdown. I mean, in their locker room, they saying, like that's that's like Ben, but don't break right. Like you gave up a bunch of yards and you gave up one touchdown. If that ain't been but don't break, that's what it is. But hey, man, defense y'all been playing very y'all y'all been playing real good football. Um, you 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 got the win that last drive. Let's jump right into the last drive. Let me let me pull that up. We're gonna we're gonna jump right into the last drive, man, because I think we definitely could talk this through on what's being seen because it was some some things that we could definitely clean up. Let me look at the play when the in my notes when the last drive started. Play 64. Here we go. Here we go. So we just missed the field goal where we could have put the game away. UVA Sports, that's what we do. We make it tough. So they come out and they full wise like they've been all year. They short motion the tight end and the boundary, and he run the sail route with him. They got Ali Jennings, so it's a tight split at the top. So AJ's playing outside shade on on Ali Jennings. He just runs a, a speed out because it's a natural high low. They got a six eight tight end. Why not? Run a corner route, so they just ran sale concept to the boundary. This is to the boundary too. Got Lex Long out there on him. Nice coverage. So he broke that one up. I would like for his feet to be more alive. Instead of kind of sitting in mud, but he played through the hands. Good pass breakup. Second and 10. Quads again. Run a little wheel action with a mesh concept. Got a receiver coming across the ball. Nick Jackson comes up, tackles him. Short game. So that's what you want as a defense. Keep everything in front. Then it's third and eight. AJ does a great job one-on-one with their best receiver in the boundary. He runs the speed out. He slow pedals, pattern reading, inside leverage. Ali Jenin raises up an indicator that he he tipped his route. AJ jumps it. Great break. Good God, that's a a great break by AJ, big time. And what I like that AJ does is when he breaks, he's breaking to the – he's breaking – Midline to outside shoulder of the receiver. That way, if it's a double move, it's a collision. Because a lot of guys, when they read routes, they try to immediately undercut it. And when you immediately undercut, if it's a double move, you toast. You can't grab or nothing. So AJ does a good job of midlining him to his upfield shoulder. That way, if he's double moving him, it's a collision. That's incomplete. So it's fourth down and eight. Fourth down and eight. Here's what I wanted to say about this right here. Because I got the, like, I done looked at it 20 times, damn near, okay? So I ain't, I ain't no divas of coordinator. But this is what I wanted to say. Four Mason trips to the field. Number three, the number three receiver, I means the receiver closest to the tackle is Kuntz, the tight end. I'll ask y'all fans this. 90% of the times, what was the route that you saw Koontz running? Yes, a, a corner route, a.k.a. a sail route. So I'm thinking with this formation, again, I haven't seen this a bunch of times, but I would have been thinking sail route because that's where all the room is at. If he's running a post route, Lex Long is right inside of Sanker as the help guy. But then again, I think they were bracketing. Yeah, they were bracketing. um, Okay, they was bracketing Ali Jennings. So, okay, never mind. It's just a, a big lead throw. Because cause Jennings, I mean, uh, Sanker, I would I would like Sanker to kind of use his pedal a little more. But this is just a, I mean, the guy's 6'8". It's just a really good throw by the quarterback. That's a really good throw, man. And Sanker, if you're going to want to, if you're going to, catch him you got to really like deliver a shot but that was a good that was a big lead throw and catch so you tip your hat to the quarterback good for him. and that was a good play call cuz that that creates a natural isolation because if you didn't iso if you would have tried to, to help they would have write right to Ali Jennings who was on a, who was running a, a speed in on the backside and i think he May have got a little bit of position on AJ. Next up, they try to run. They ran a bench route on AJ in the boundary. AJ flips his hips open early. He's midline and shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. Great ball. Cause a nice speed turn by AJ. And the ball is out before either one of those guys come out to break. That's a great ball. It's good coverage by AJ. It was a great ball. I mean, he instantly got his hand in there. It was just a great ball. If that if we didn't make that quarterback reset his feet, he was making he was making some nice throws. And I like how they got smart and put Koontz on the same side as uh Jennings. That way you couldn't just bra- if you was gonna bracket one, the other one was gonna be one on one. So that's that's coaching by them. And I feel like we could do that on offense. Anytime we want to just say we want to get Lavelle the ball, make sure KT's on the same side of him, because KT is essentially like our tight end in a sense. Because I know people so used to have like Jelani Woods, so it's like, hey, we ain't got Jelani now. But or if you want to give Wicks the ball on the outside, you could put Lavelle with him, because you're not going like you can't double anybody anymore. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, and Billy comeback. Like just make sure it's a true threat that somebody gotta uh ident- like somebody gotta respect. That way they can never double them. And that's what they started doing. They ran a, a nice little short comeback. That's a that's a good route on AJ. Um Ollie was a good, a good receiver, man. Really good feet. Really good feet. No wasted movement. They tried to run. We stuffed that. Let's fast forward a little bit. Second and seven. Uh, They try to ISO AJ in the backside. Three by five released by Jennings. Um, AJ's playing press technique. He slides. He clamps the upfield shoulder, meaning he, he's controlling it. Basically tell telling receiver, only way, only way you could beat me is you go inside. And even if you go inside, I'm with you. Like this is, yeah, AJ. Kudos, bro. Everybody. Because they tried to run a a slot fade on Bratton. Bratton's on that. Fin trails up at the top of the field. He's off seven yards. Nice drive. And their quarterback threw the ball and it slipped out his hand. And that, that was considered an incompletion. But Brendan's was a damn fumble. Ain't that a blip. Brendan Arm was coming forward on that fumble, man. They got that wrong. The next one, they got Koontz as the X to the bottom. Ali Jennings in the slot to the bottom. They motion Koontz. Hey, yo, Cam, you are the master at identifying that somebody's flinching as an offensive lineman too. He got two penalties like that, like where he just – Stepped over and waved his hands like, "Yo, he moved." And lo and behold, them dudes moved, but it's like the the refs didn't catch it, but Cam caught it. They tried the same play again. They tried to run the, the play that we ran the key time when we faked the inside zone and and got him kind of coming underneath the formation. And Lex just punished that big tight end, punished them. So now it's fourth and fourth and fifteen. Everybody's playing sticks. We call this play the sticks. And credit to ODU for having kahunas because they ran Ali Jennings on a deep stutter go. And AJ talking to him about the game, he was like, man, I just got a little too aggressive. And I told him straight up, man, you, you played corner. You didn't concede. You, you, And he executed his technique. Now, will everybody give him a hard time because it was interference? Absolutely. But Will everybody give him a hard time that he didn't allow the touchdown? Absolutely not. They ain't gonna give him a hard time. They ran a stutter go. His technique was sound to where he collisioned Ali. He collisioned him. And AJ didn't take, and AJ didn't expect to have help because the help ended up getting there. Like, we had a safety end up taking off when the ball went in the air that might have you know, might have been in the, at, the, at the interception point. But A.J. did what you're supposed to do. He played the sticks, collision them, and they fail. Make you line up again. Again, leads the NCAA in receiving. Salute the ODU for sending them on a the stutter go. And then the very next play, is the very next play? No, the very next play they tried, they go at Bratton with a slot wheel and he was on it and he didn't look back. Don't look back because you ain't got the room to look back. You trailing. Play the hands and that's what he did. Play the hands. A lot of fans, man, a DB can only look back if they are controlling the hip. If they are trailing or if it's too much space, For the receiver to fade away, they got to play the hands because they could fade away. Oh, now, see, this touchdown was, this touchdown to me, with Lex, Lex feet just got out of framework. Like he guessed, he didn't react. I really feel like Lex could have just kept backpedaling straight back because even if it's a post, he could collision and it's helped there. As much as I would love for them, I wish they would just play cover two in the boundary. Anytime, anytime they saw zero and Koontz in the boundary, I wish it would have been some type of check just to play sky, just to play invert in the boundary. That way, AJ could play in between and you just concede it. So you tell the linebacker, hey, go to number one. And the corner was slough off and play in between number one and number two, telling the safety, "I got your help to the, I got your help to the cell route because I got the linebacker buzzing the number one. Basically, I'm looking for a slant to hitch. Linebacker got that, and we can rally to that later. Telling the safety, hey, stay on the hash. I'm gonna help you to the cell post, knock his ass out." I just wish we ran invert in the in the red zone to that. Uh, but, yeah, they scored right there. A couple of times I felt like um, we were in the boundary with those two guys. It was times where we were we were in invert and we still would take the bait and take the short route versus taking the way deep. Anytime you play an invert, I always was taught play deep to short regardless. Like I know you could jump a short route, but understand down to distance, understand personnel if I saw Koontz on my on my side of the field and I'm the corner, from film, he showed me he ran corner routes. And then as the game progressed, he showed he runs corner routes in the boundary. In the field, when it was just two receivers, so he was in quads, it was just one receiver outside of him. In the field, he would run a short lucky route. But anytime he was number three, as you saw, and I was explaining versus Sinker, he would run corner routes. So sometimes you just got to, understand tendencies and, and put that in your database. Uh, but uh, I felt like our ends did a good job Talked about Cam, you know, Chico's coming into his own. Um, I, I think the more and more he plays, the more and more violent he gets. And Deshaun Perry, man, clap it up for Deshaun. I'm glad they put Deshaun in because Sean, he, he's, he he did something that I really saw our ends do versus zones away. is being quick enough to run it down and get a tackle for loss. Like Deshaun Perry one time, they ran inside zone away from him, and he ran down the back from the backside because he's unblocked. You know, the, the tackle goes right up to right up to the linebacker. to cut off their scrape, and they expect the ends not to be able to make that play because the end is responsible for quarterback. Deshaun identified that that quarterback didn't have the ball, and he immediately chased down the back. And teams used to do, us to do that to us last year a lot. Even when they would check and see if Brendan had the ball, they would still sprint and go get our backs. Deshaun did that. So that's, that, to me, he did that well. And if he had zone coming towards him, he would compress the edge. He would really set the edge by delivering the blow, keeping his outside arm free, and not getting too deep in the backfield, creating a seam that was advantageous to the offense meaning he would stay at the line of scrimmage and come down and compress the lane to where the backers got to really step up in that B gap and go now. And one time James Jackson just went up in the B gap because what Deshaun did on the outside. Uh, but yeah, man, that's, that's what I got for y'all defensively getting better and better. Um, schematically we do things to put us in position to make plays, uh, we we, we got to continue to win one-on-one battles. When it's asked for us to do that, when we send in five, got to get home. If we drop in coverage, that means you got to just give up the short and ride it to the football. I feel like we tackle better. We got more hats around the football. We just got to start identifying who the true passing threats are, though. Not just players, but also coaches. Identifying formations. Because it's going to be fun, you know, looking at Dr. Ana's offense this year. Y'all know I used to enjoy just watching all the matchups he tried to create. He's going to get, be creative with the quarterback he has, with the uh, receivers he has, with the running back he has. It's very dynamic. So you got to identify what he's trying to do. You can't be guessing. Like if you're on defense and you were on his team last year, you can't be in the game guessing, thinking you know what – Dr. Bar don't even know what the hell he's going to run before he runs. So how are you going to know? So that's one thing I want all y'all to realize this week. Don't go in there guessing because he don't know what he going to run. Trust me. Facts. He don't know. He just get epiphany. Ah, he like, you ever seen the water Remember when the head coach for them finally got his notepad back and he just started getting ideas on what plays he can create. That's Dr. Bob up in the booth. You know what I'm saying? So, that's what I got for y'all, man. We continue to prove offensively, become more consistent within the scheme that we have this year, be more efficient. Um, I know we want to look at yards, like 300 yards, 350 yards pass for Brendan. But what I want to see out of Brendan is being more efficient with the passing attempts that he has, uh, making better throws, receiver, running better routes as far as the goal routes and, and finishing catching the football. Um, hey, man, I guess you could say we were balanced today. We actually had more rushing attempts than passing attempts so i know all the fans love that you feel me we had 45 rush attempts to 37 pass attempts i'm gonna say it one more time 45 rush attempts to 37 pass attempts but i know y'all don't want 50 50 y'all want y'all actually want like i know y'all like on one hand, you want us to run the ball, but on another hand, you don't want us to handcuff the 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 <laughs> the uh, toys we have on the outside. So you got to find a happy medium, right? And that's the that's the difficult part, right? It's so difficult to be a coach. It is because you can't be in the business of pleasing fans, but you got to please the fans because the fans pay salaries. The fans help keep the machine going. So sometimes it it becomes frustrating. I know for as a coach, because like, damn, I can't do nothing right. But, hey, you know, that's what it is. But uh, we got the win. It was ugly. Um, I didn't celebrate it. I was happy. I didn't celebrate the win. Uh, I really like what I saw out of, you know, various individuals on the field, man. These young men continue to fight. That's what it's all about. And I'm going to stop rambling right now. So let me see what the time stamps is. How much time did I spend on defense compared to offense? So offense I started at. 26 minutes and went up to an hour. And I'm about to finish. So I basically did defense in 20 minutes. I think that's about fair today. That's about fair today. So that's it, man. Make sure you subscribe to the Bar Show podcast, man. Salute to y'all for, you know, following me over to Believe Network and, and running the numbers up. I appreciate you. Salute to all the message boards, the Sabre, 247, uh, locker room access. Salute to everybody that be active on those boards. Uh, yeah, man. Salute to the, the Hudson, And uh, Champ for linking up before the game where my dog's at. You know what I'm saying? Salute to y'all. And uh, make sure you leave feedback, man. The star rating. And if you can write just three or four words on the podcast, it helps with the algorithm. It definitely does. Y'all may think it doesn't. It helps with the algorithm. Everything is all about algorithms. You ever thought about what you wanted to buy from a store and all of a sudden it appears in the banner of a website you're looking at on your phone? You ever thought about that? Or you looked at some shoes on your phone and then you get on your computer and you web browser, and All of a sudden, that same product is showing up everywhere. That's what I'm just trying to get to. So, yeah, I just want my product to show up in the algorithms the same way. So, that's all I got for y'all, man. Good is the enemy of great. Be great in everything that you do. Never let nobody tell you you can't do what you set your mind out to do, man. And you know what? I'm about to play a song from a guy who is the only professional athlete to have a rapper. Album go platinum. See if you can Jeff, guess who this is. Something, something I'm out, out of here, man. To. Peace. That's how we're gonna close it out. Salute YouTube. Yeah. I know you're yeah. gonna mute this too. All right. Shout out to Shaquille right, yeah, O'Neal, man. That. We out of here. Peace.
1: Yeah, sound dope. Yeah. Bust in you wanna fight? Come fight me. I hit you with the wild. See. I get dirty at the dark, got you like Spielberg, you get your ass kickin' in the park, ooh, you don't believe me, the proof is in the pudding, been a boy in the hood, way before Cuba goodin', i flip fifth script, with the mad pause, i freeze, quiet, quiet, music please, I dribble around like basketball people call me 18, extra tall you're better than Shaq, Tech, ooh, shut up, liar, I lean on a statue of liberty when I get tired, then I punch you in the stomach. I don't give a heck. Hey, yo, why you pull the hooker like that? Yo should beats on my neck. People walk around like yo, they get charged, but I'm big like a gorilla. Six seven eight, hard. I kick rhymes like Mu Kwong. I smoke smoke the mic mic like <laughs> Chichin and Chong? Do you don't like Shack quickly I don't give a damn. I know I got skills, man. I know I got skills, man. <laughs>